and we're back what's up everybody um we're here again with episode four of the Mosmo show um appreciate you guys for tuning in and checking back in with us um it feels like forever since we did uh our last episode but um appreciate you guys definitely for all the support um each and every episode but without further ado we got my man's Christian Wade, legendary rugby player and a full-time football player now. See Wade, what's good, baby? What's happening, bro? How's everything? <laughs> how's everything, bro? How's everything? You know how it is, man. Just kicking it day in, day out. You already know. How's the meetings, bro? Mm, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's one, that's one thing that I uh I definitely didn't foresee the amount of uh meetings that you know that we do, bro. It's a crazy mm-hmm. life. It's definitely helped increase my attention span though. Long ass some long ass walkthroughs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we definitely getting them in. Best believe we still getting those in day every every single day. Every single day. Two but, a day, still two a day. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing changed. But appreciate you hopping on with me, man. Appreciate you hopping on with me. I know the people have been asking to get you on the show uh for a while. And really? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, believe it or not, people actually wanna people actually wanna hear what you got to say. <laughs> hey, what you mean? Why you say it like that? Nah, man? nah, you you know you a fan favorite though. You know you a fan favorite. Everybody loves C Wade. I ain't never met somebody. That don't like this man or he don't go talk to them <laughs> hey i just try to spread the love man you know how it is bro it's a hard life yeah nah i'm already knowing but Ooh. yeah yeah with the mohawk with the mohawk <laughs> the that, that, that definitely out of style i tell you that that's what definitely gone mohawk <laughs> is dead it's dead no more of that that's hey, not coming you back you know what i was actually thinking about changing my hair and bringing it back what in in 2021 yeah bro no you're not no you're not no, you're not <laughs> not crazy not crazy but like i just said if you get a if you get a mohawk people gonna be able to slap you on two sides of your head you don't want yeah. that and it's getting cold and it's getting cold you're gonna want all the hair you can possibly have my boy i ain't gonna lie to you hey <laughs> you see me i'm wearing my i'm already wearing my my beanies bro Ooh. i went the other day i went went out uh-huh. the front the car was iced over i was like already november yeah 4th. it's over it's over there's no more sun it got some sun today though it was weird yeah but was... you ain't getting no more nothing now it's all 50s not even 50s 50s hot in november yes. 40s 30s <laughs> 40s 30s 20s 10s i got what you need huh but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh i mean you know I've know I know you now for about two years, um, but tell the people about Christian Wade. Um, and, but tell the people about Christian Wade growing up in London. How was growing up in London? Because um, obviously everybody here is, uh, you know, all the listeners are from America. Yeah, so yeah. tell everybody kind of how it was for you growing up in London um, and then kind of just how different that is. Yeah, so I mean, 
Yeah, grow, growing up. So I actually was born in a place called Slough, which is like the outskirts of, it's like the suburbs of London. And um, uh, then obviously from there, I moved to an, a place called High Wycombe and then spent most of my time um, growing up in High Wycombe. So just regular childhood, bro. Um, you know, went to school. I was heavily involved in sports. I was playing basketball, believe it or not. Yes, we play basketball over there. I <laughs> um, was actually my favorite sport, bro. That's when I was growing up. I actually wanted to uh, get a scholarship and mm. uh, go to the NBA, bro. That was like my thing. But hit probably about thirteen years old, was still short. So yeah, you realize that wasn't gonna happen no more. <laughs> even even if you look, think about it hard enough, well, at the time I didn't really know. But you know, that's a, a very very kind of impossible kind of. Um, path to follow, you know, being from the UK to then become an NBA player, even get a scholarship and stuff. So yeah, yeah that dream died fairly quickly. But I was involved in sports, you know, um, soccer, football, what we call over there. That was my, you know, my also one of my favorite things to do. And rugby wasn't in the equation at all. Um, you know, all most of us want to do is play football because that pays the most, and that's you know what gets you the girls and stuff. So. Everybody wants to do that, you feel me? <laughs> well, I'm married now, so I don't have to worry about that stuff. Oh, um, we're going to talk about them girls, huh? Just before I throw that in there real quick. But, um, yeah, man, getting into rugby was probably the last thing on my list because um, I didn't like getting in, you know, being in the mud. You know what I mean? I, I didn't want to yeah. get my too much laundry to do. So, you know, Getting all muddy wasn't my wasn't my thing, but as you can see here, after playing it for years and years, I grew to to love the game, and um, you know, can't stay off the floor. Every time I score, I'm diving in there, getting you know as muddy as possible. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, but you didn't want to play. You say you didn't want to play rugby at first. Yeah. Why didn't you want, you, like elaborate. I know it was not just getting muddy. Right. Yeah, yeah. Nah, there was yeah, there was <laughs> there was more to it. I mean, the biggest thing was that there weren't really no role models in the game, you know. So rugby is kind of like an upper class sport, you know, middle middle to upper class. So like most people who play the sport, you know, they go to the private schools, people with money to be able to send their kids to a private school, which is effectively a boarding school. So, you know, yeah. um, I didn't see myself playing that sport because, you know, we just don't play that sport, you know. And um, it wasn't until I went to um, the Royal Grammar School in High Wycombe, which is basically, I think you call them um, charter schools over here. So okay. it's, you don't pay to go there, but it's like, it's, uh, you know, you get extra attention. You get, you get more, um, the work's a little bit harder than just going to a regular, like, state school or high school. So Yeah, yeah. I, I went to charter school for three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So. You know what I'm talking about. So I went. I uh, was privileged enough to go there because you know my my grades in school were good, which meant that I was eligible to go to this school. And at that school, you know, you had more middle class there, so they actually didn't play football. So I wasn't able to play soccer. So mm -hmm. it was a bit weird, but you know, my parents always brought me up on like you know you could do sports and like you know be open minded about what you want to be, but you always have to put school first and make sure your grades are good. Otherwise, they wouldn't let me do nothing. They wouldn't let me go out. They wouldn't let me do this. So my school grades was always 
mediocre, you know what I'm saying? I was one of those dudes who just did enough so I could go play play sport. <laughs> you know, I, I hear you, I hear you. So, <laughs> so that's what I did, bro. And ended up going to this school, and um, yeah, that's where that's where I ended up playing rugby. They see me, I was the you know I was this the small, fast kid who nobody could catch. Um, so they was like, yo, put him on the wing. Let's give him the ball and let him, you know, run around everybody and score. So that's really how I started off my career. And that's really how I ended my career. You know what I mean? Scoring, <laughs> scoring tries. You know, people used to come and see me play at school. And then they would come and see me play, you know, 10 years later when I was as a professional and be like, yo, it's literally, you've been doing this since school days. So yeah, that's really how I got into it, bro. But yeah, I didn't want to play that, man. I, I remember it, the first kind of time I was playing rugby, the season starts in September and it got to like November, December. And they see the same way we're talking about it being cold. It's not as cold as this in England, but it's close. Yeah. So I was like, yo, you trying to get me to wear these small shorts, <laughs> like, you know, small t-shirt with no pads, nothing, no gloves and run around in this cold. So you can imagine how I was the first few years, bro. Like not wanting to play, you know, just being in the, in the, in the changing room or the locker room and the coach has to come in and like say, yo, practice is about to start. So yeah, man, this, it was, uh, it was a, a weird way to come into the sport, but eventually, um, yeah, I grew to love it, bro. And it, it took me all over the world. You see me here playing for England and then, you know, was able to play. I, I actually, an interesting fact about me is I was kind of picked up in the academy while I was in school at the age of 14. And um, I was with the same club the whole way through. They were the ones who signed me at 18. And then I was with them the whole way through my career until I retired. So that's, they were called London Wasps when they first signed me. Mm -hmm. And then they rebranded, you know, in the, in, in the middle of my career. And then now they're called Wasp Rugby, but I was a one-man club, bro. One okay. Man. Stay okay. Loyal, loyal to the end, you feel me? <laughs> no trade. I asked for no trade. Uh, That's where no. I want to be. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I mean, all right, but you said you said the word try, right? Like that's yeah. how you, that's what you guys call touchdowns, right? Yeah, so try we, okay. we call it try in rugby. It's when you it's uh yeah, when you score a touchdown in rugby so it's a little bit different because it's in uh in football you just have to get into the end zone yeah and, you know have two feet on the ground or the ball has to break the plane and uh, before you're before any other body uh, uh makes contact with the ground in rugby you have to cross the line and be in the end zone but put the ball down with downward pressure so that's why when i score i usually just dive the reason for us diving is usually because you don't want anybody to come behind you when you're putting the ball down yeah. and knock the ball out because then it doesn't count. So you could be in the end zone and get tackled and like, because you didn't put the ball down with downward pressure, like let's say they held you up like this and the ball, yeah. down, you're like this, then it doesn't count. So you could do all that work and still not score. And then this will be like, you know, are held up and now the other team gets the ball going the other way so yeah that's the difference between tries and touchdowns well ladies and gentlemen you just learned something new <laughs> hey one other thing a try is worth five points whereas obviously a touchdown is six mm. 
Yeah, yeah. But the crazy, the crazy thing is though. So you do five when you, like the same way you score in uh, football, you can either go for a two point or you can do for the um, extra point kick. When in rugby, you score a try and it's five points, and you automatically get a conversion attempt. If you make it, then it's two points. So yeah. they add up to seven. But you know, I thought that was quite interesting. You know, a little bit of trivia for the people. Them, you understand? Now I know you be sore. I know you were sore after those games because we wear all these pads. And you know what's a you want to know a funny thing? It's just weird. Um, this lady yesterday uh, that works for State Farm. I was on the uh, on a call with my insurance people because I was you know I got those uh, two yeah, cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was on the phone with the insurance people, and the lady was actually like British. No way. Yeah, it was a lady and she was British. And I'm like, what the hell? Like in my head, I'm like, really? And then she's like, and the, the dude that's you know, the dealership dude, he's doing he's talking on the phone with them as well. Blase Blase. Like, I don't know, I don't I doubt obviously she's in London right now. I think she's in, yeah. in the States right now, but um somehow, some way he ended up telling her my name. Um, and I guess she watches football, mm-hmm. but she was like I wish you all the best uh, in the rest of your season. Um, but I have to tell you that you guys aren't as tough as we are because you guys wear all those pads. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I'm, I'm happy I just remembered that. And that was funny that it literally just happened last night. Yeah. And I seen you last night. I could have told you, but I didn't even think about that. I was going to say, did that happen before or after I seen you, bro? Cause you yeah, it was, it was, it was before. It was before, it was before, but that was, that was funny. Like that leads into my question. Like, I know y'all was sore because I'd be sore and we wear all this stuff. I'll tell you what's crazy though. Uh, That's probably my favorite word since I come to America, bro. I say that all the time. Everything's to me, everything's crazy, bro. (laughs) But, um, as a running back, Hmm. Okay, so in rugby, the position of a running back, yeah, I don't think that what I played in rugby as a winger is the equivalent because pretty much like most players, you're like getting hit or hitting, trying to hit somebody. When I in rugby, I'm not, I'm not really doing all that stuff all the time. Like I have to do a lot more running, like you know, up and down the field, kind of like in defense. I'm almost like a safety. So I have to like patrol the backfield, like run back, you know, chase kicks, like all kinds of stuff. And then um, on attack, I'm the guy on the edge. So I'm kind of like more like a receiver, so to speak. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, I'll be sore after games, but it all depends on what type of game it is. Like if it's a, if it's wet or um, it's cold and everyone's and the, and the ground's heavy, then I'll probably be more sore after a game because I'll be doing more work, like more running, more hitting, more contact. Whereas if it's like a, a, you know, a dry game and, you know, we're throwing the ball around, then I won't really make much contact. One, because um, when I have the ball, no I'm, no one's touching me because I'll yeah. just make everybody miss. But two, I just guess the, the ball just moves around more. And because I'm having to cover more distance, I'm not making as many hits. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it all depends on what position you play, bro. But I think that this in terms of soreness, 
I would have to say that I was more, I was, for me personally, I was more sore after the football game, bro. I think okay. it's because of, it's because of the helmets and the pads. I think that's what makes it that way because everyone feels invincible. So you're saying take off the helmet, take off the pads. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. Dudes ain't finna be hitting each other like that no more, huh? Well, think about it, bro. That's true because I'm not trying to hit nobody with my bare shoulders. <laughs> like if you if you had to and that was part of the game you would do it and you'd go hard but like like in rugby we all have you know we get taught from a young age like how to tackle properly because yeah there is no protection in it like your technique yeah. is what protects you otherwise you could break your neck get be paralyzed um you could damage somebody else as well so like you know like the cut block you can't do cut blocks as a I tackle and um <laughs> so I if you were you that's why when I say like in rugby, I have to tackle like, you know, two, 300 pound men. That's just normal. Like, and there's no cut block. I need to have to have proper technique. You actually gotta go tackle this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise you're getting run over like a flat, like a pancake, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> it happened to me a couple of times, bro. Can't lie, but it, you know, you, you win some, you lose some. Okay, I feel you. But yeah, I think the football stuff, bro, like I've been more, I've, I'm more sore after a football game, I I would say, for my position. Somewhere yeah, you be you know, in the ice tub, boy. Hey. <laughs> you be all up in that ice tub. Yeah, yeah. Need that, bro. Need it. Yeah, you definitely do. I don't know how I'm going to keep getting in that thing right now, boy. It's getting too cold to be getting in the ice tub and then hop out yeah. and then walk outside. You, you feel like an ice pop. I don't really know. I don't know. Hey, you know, you have to, you have to do the cryo, bro, because it's a quick hit. That's it's a quick hit, bro, and you and you warm up quick a lot quicker too. Who I don't warm up a lot quicker, bro. I do that cryo machine. I do it, and then I still be cold when I come home. It takes like an hour. It takes like an hour. I'm no, like, no, no. bro, this is like that thing gets to negative 180 degrees. Yeah, is it is crazy though. Like it's great because it make you feel good. And talking about it. I got to be positive about it right now because I'm supposed to be getting it tomorrow. So I got to be positive. About yeah, it. Hey, hey, think, think positive thoughts. Mm -hmm. Think summer. Think Florida, yeah. bro. Think cold, yeah, think let me. Yeah, that's where we're going. We're going to Jacksonville to, uh, tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So maybe why do you wait, wait till you get down there? Nah. 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 <laughs> nah. Nah. It's going to be a smooth, like, 75 trees palm trees gonna be out there bro. everything gonna be swinging hey, you know what don't gas me up bro because i'm remember i don't get to go down there this week <laughs> look at in him buffalo, he's already he's already in buffalo, right now in buffalo it's it's a smooth 35. <laughs> i'm looking right now you can take the ice off your windows and put it in a cup of tea yeah it's a 30 37 right now yeah yeah I actually just came from outside though. I had on I had on the same shirt. It was a long uh, short sleeve. I wasn't even cold. Why? Yeah, that, but you was out there last night in the rain. Oh, yeah, you seen me last oh. night. You seen me last night. No socks on. But that's because you, you slippers. Toes. toes. Yeah, thugging it. Toes thugging out. It. Pedicure done. Fresh. Cheers. <laughs> I hope. Hey, I hope that cold probably messed me up. Now I gotta go get another one. <laughs> I hope you <laughs> everybody about your pedicures, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you put me on. The best, you know, I ain't, I ain't gonna say nothing about it because they ain't paying me to say nothing yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't plug it, don't plug it like that. I'm gonna talk to them next time. I'm gonna be like, yo, I got this thing going. I can put it out there, but <laughs> need a donation, B. 
<laughs> free killing for me and my I'm, my peoples for the rest I'm of a, the year. Yeah, I'll take that. Give me just free ones. Yeah, yeah, I'll take that. That's even better. That's even better. <laughs> That's even better. Maybe, yeah, we'll see. But tell me, tell me about who do you think? This is a good question. I think it's a good question. Who do you think um, could play like NFL players? Who do you think could stop playing football um, and become a professional rugby player like tomorrow? Like who would actually have some type of success in the game? I mean, and it don't, it don't, it don't got to be obviously for my team. It could be just players around the league. Like, yeah. who do you think would be name three players that you think would be really good rugby players if they stop playing uh, NFL football? So, I would, I would automatically go to like special team players, only mm-hmm. because with rugby you have to be good at like an array of different things, whereas in football you can be more specialized. And like, yeah. you know, be like, um, like, be amazing at blocking, and like, no one can get past you, and like, you block anything. So, you know, that's your thing. Mm-hmm. But in, in rugby, you have to be like, let's say, if you had like ten things that you had to do, you need to be like a, you know, a six, seven out of ten on all of them to like be a great player and stuff. But in terms of like switch over, I want to say, I think that. Somebody like uh, I think I do think Lil Dirty would do all right playing mm. rugby. I know he's small, but yeah. like he got great footwork. Um, you know, I've seen him play defense too, so I know he could tackle or at least you know get in the way. Get in the way. <laughs> and then um, he obviously got he's got great hands as well, so he can catch. Yeah, so really, that's like for me. I would look at those things like you know who's who's great. Who looks like they can bang and, you know, good in contact? Who's got good hands? Because you have to, in rugby, obviously, you have to be able to catch and pass. Yeah. Um, and then who, um, you know, who has, like, great attacking abilities as well? That's really what I look at. But, yeah, Lil Dirty, I'm trying to think who else. I want to say Taiwan, but I don't know if I trust his, um, his hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make sure I pull this part. And send it nah, to nah, him. Put, it, put, it, your put, it, put it in there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey, so it, so it, yeah. so special teams players would probably be the best overall rugby players if you had yeah. to like if you if you had to like take a uh for me to to take more of a um educated like guess because I don't know everybody's attributes, you know, it's so either yeah. offense, defense, or special teams. You know, but special teams just to do a bit of both in it. So, mm-hmm. you know who I think would do good as well, actually, Reggie, because he's like he can Ooh. he's a he's big body, he can run fast. I seen him bang too, and he's got good hands. You know what I mean? No, so Reggie, like, Reggie definitely would be good. Yeah. That's a good one. I can see that. I can see Reggie, that. Reggie, bro, he's someone that. that's like you know that's good too, and he's got like some size to him as well. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, that's what I would say. And I think there's uh, what's his name? I always forget his name, bro. But he plays for the Patriots. But he played rugby for America for USA, and he's obviously played for the Patriots. And um, I, I always forget his name so bad, bro. But he plays special teams, and he's also yeah. a safety. So he's like a prime example. He slots in and out of rugby and NFL like it's nothing. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. Tell the people what was the hardest thing from for you from just transitioning from rugby to American football. Like, what was the things that you would think that stuck out stuck out to you the most about just that transition and trying to learn? Oh, there you go, Nate Ebner. Yeah, that's his name. <laughs> he got the name. <laughs> there like, you go. There you go. I was forgetting. <laughs> And I know he's probably, if he sees this, he's probably be like, oh, look at this guy's a jerk. <laughs> he's a jerk, man. But no, um, the biggest thing, you know, when I first came over, I actually was thinking that, you know, everyone's talking about the playbook. So I was thinking playbook, playbook, like, you know, that's the hardest part, like learning the playbook. But then when I came over here um, and I started getting into it, you know, learning the game, learning plays and stuff and different concepts. Um, I realized that, the, you know, the playbook is probably the easiest part. Yeah. Because it's just, you know, spending time in the playbook and just, it's just like revising. You'd have to just remember stuff. Yeah. So if you put the work in, you're going to remember it and you just keep practicing it. So, you know, after, you know, very quickly, I realized that, no, that's not the, the hardest part. So like this whole time I was, worried about you know how am i going to digest all of this is it's probably the easiest part the hardest part for me bro was adapting to the like new skill set you know like how to block how to read blocks um how to read like you know the um blocking schemes um and you know how it is as a running back it's a lot of it is to do with like having a just having a feel for it so mm -hmm. i've never Thanks. played the game yeah, the instincts and stuff like that. So I got certain instincts to like, you know, make people miss and whatnot. But the other like football instincts for me was like, it was quite hard, you know, when you couple those things with the like, you know, having to block or reading blocking schemes and stuff like that. So, yeah. And especially you got to think from my point of view, like I've never played the game. I've never even played like a pickup game or any of that stuff. So my first game was when I came here, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. <laughs> My first, like, my first, think about it like this, yeah, my first, like, full scrimmage where I went against a defense, bro, was in rookie minicamp. That's, like, May 2019. And then my first ever game was August. That's nuts, isn't it? <laughs> That's fast. So, like, literally, That's fast. I really just, like, you know, playing this game based off, like, my own instincts and, like, my own kind of, um, abilities and stuff yeah. like that, coupled with you know, just trying to learn the basics. Like, what's what's a flat route? You know, how do you, how do I um, take a proper handoff? You know, how do I catch catch the ball the right way? And you know, just just little basic things like that that you guys would have been taught when you was you know five six years old. That's great. Yeah, no, yeah, that's definitely true. Like you learned all that stuff literally at the age of what 27, 28, trying to learn how to play yeah. football. Like, where we yeah. were take we were getting taught that stuff like 10 some of us even younger than that that's when I, I started playing ball when i was 10 but i wasn't even playing running back then but yeah. like you know i definitely understand what you mean like that transition is definitely tough uh just trying to learn because when you're younger you know you you got to learn all this stuff pretty fast and everything like that as well so yeah you know, I, I get what you mean yeah it's nuts bro so you see you see like um you know, the first part of my transition was, um, you know, when we went to IMG. 
So like a lot of the clips and stuff you might see would be of me. That's like the that's me doing those actions like for the first time like ever in yeah. my life. It's like when I sometimes when I think about it, cause cause everything happens so quickly, and like where I am now, and then I look back, I'm like, bro, this is crazy, bro. Like that was <laughs> the first time like ever like doing that. <laughs> yeah, nuts, bro. I mean, we talking about the transition of from playing rugby to playing American football. Yeah. So, I mean, tell us about how hard it was, or if it was hard for you, to give up playing rugby at the age of 27 after being having so much success in rugby. I mean, you left pretty much everything behind to challenge yourself um, in a new sport in a new country, you know, to tell 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 us tell us about how hard that was for you to leave, you know, everything behind your family, um, the sport that you had so much success in. Well, it was it kind of for me like it was a uh, it was kind of like a decision I made over time. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I had been, I had, I've been a professional um, athlete since I was 18. So that's like 12, 13 years now. So yeah. by the time I had left rugby, I was, um, you know, it was, it was a calculated decision that I had made. And I had got to a point in rugby where um, I felt like I had accomplished all I wanted to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was looking for a new challenge. And so when the opportunity to, you know, come to the NFL and try to make it onto one of the teams came about, I knew that was something that had been on my mind since, you know, a young kid, like wanting to play in the NBA. But then also over the years, a lot of people saying like, yo, you should try NFL. Like, we think you'd be good. And, um, you know, it was just like a little, I guess it planted a, a small seed in my mind. And, you know, when the actual opportunity became a reality I knew I had to just try and take it bro Um, because I knew that you know if I didn't that when I looked back on my career as a sports person you know 50 60 60 years old I didn't want to be that old guy like oh you you know I could have gone to the NFL (laughs) you know I could have done this you know I could I would I'd rather be like yo I did this I did that I did this you know what I mean and have a story to tell rather than you know being one of them guys nah that's 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 what's up. You definitely could have been like, yeah. I know I know a lot of dudes be like, yeah. You know, I could have played in the NFL, or yeah. you know, I, I had a shot to go to the NFL and all that type of stuff. That's, <laughs> that, but that's from a whole different side of why they be saying that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. nah, I, that's dope though. Like you know, like obviously, I don't think I ever asked you why you stopped playing rugby and came to uh, to try the NFL thing. And I think it's pretty cool that the NFL has that that program. Um, that you're in that allows you to be able to come over here and learn this sport um you know and just give you the opportunity uh yeah i think what's it called the nfl uk program you basically have the um international pathway program Mm -hmm. but it's run by the nfl uk or nfl international i think is the the business uh name for it but it was definitely bro like like i was saying it was it was definitely a tough decision to make, you know. I did obviously have to leave all my family, my friends, everything I know to come over here. 
Yeah. And I think that, you know, if it wasn't for like my wife now, Lisa, um, then it would have made the transition a lot harder. Um, it also would have, I don't know, I don't know if I would have been as like um, decisive, you know what I mean, about yeah. to take that opportunity. But because I knew, you know, we was together, she was American, like it was also, also like, you know, this would be kind of cool, like I'm on your side of the world, doing something I've always wanted to do, and the time's right, you feel me? So yeah, a, a lot of it, um, you know, came down to like, you know, me being with, with Lisa, but, um, you know, it was definitely like a tough decision to make. Um, but like I said, the time was right. You know, I, I was where I was in, in, um, in, in rugby and I was looking for a new challenge. So the other options, in case people were wondering, were to either go and play in France, in Europe, um, go over to South America, um, the Southern Hemisphere. So that's like New Zealand, Australia or South Africa. Yeah. Um, or even I was looking at um, trying to go to Japan as well. They do have a, a league over there, which is very, um, very big. And they do get some, some great, great players going over to, to, to play and compete. So they play yeah. rugby in Japan. Yeah, bro. Like teams like I'm about to hop on YouTube. Yeah. Teams like, Canon, yeah. Teams like Canon, Mitsubishi, Toyota, mm. like, all the you know a lot of the big japanese companies own rugby teams and um you know that's you know so the sport the sport is very big over there and in fact japan were in the last world cup bro yeah they, they beat scotland so um you know yeah it's a it's definitely an, an up-and-coming country like in the rugby world bro they they actually got some great players i feel like rugby is like super like that's that's it's like what do you think is bigger? I mean, obviously, I think rugby is bigger because it's played in so many different countries. Yeah. But, like, what was, like, the difference, like, uh, between playing, like, you know how the NFL the teams, we have 32 teams, I believe, and yeah. we all play for cities. Yeah, yeah. And some some teams, it's, a, it's a pretty much like a state because you might be the only team in that state. Yeah, true, true, true. Right? But what is for rugby you play for a nation right yeah so it's like we basically it's the same as um the premier league so like soccer mm -hmm. so like you know you basically have you have club teams and then you have national teams so rugby is a international sport so across the world there'll be like various different leagues and various different tiers so the top league so that's the top the the, the highest tier in, in in England will be the Premiership, um, Premiership Rugby, and then yeah. obviously you have Premier League for um, the English Premier League for football, and then you have like the other other leagues and stuff, and so it's like that across all you know every country in the world. And then what happens is, from that top league with all these clubs, they basically pick the best players to represent your country. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. Then what happens is there's now competitions between the countries. So we have just probably coming up in, well, yeah, this month, Autumn Internationals, you know, that's throughout November. They'll have four international games where England will play against, you know, some other teams. And then next year, they'll have another competition as well. And then obviously every four years, we have the World Cup. So that's really how it all works. And um, I guess that's why 
you know, when you look at it, rugby as a whole is more widespread across the world. But, you know, the NFL is really like a brand. It's, you know, it's very entertaining. You know, they have yeah. the Super Bowl, stuff like that. So, you know, NFL will be, you know, a much bigger sport. Um, I don't know how you, how you would explain that. But you know what I'm saying, though. You can see yeah, the no, I got you. Like, people don't play American football everywhere. But, you know, as a whole, commercially, football is way bigger. But rugby is, you know, it's all over the world. Like, people like people, they play in India, Fiji, like small countries like that. And they're really good. Um, but Canada, America, Uruguay, Argentina. Like, Argentina have a team in rugby and they're sick, bro. They're like number eight in the world. So... Yeah, it's just more widespread, bro. Yeah, right. I'm surprised. Groups. I'm surprised America hasn't gotten on that uh, on that wave yet. I mean, they're on it, yeah, but it's like you already got you already got main sports in it. You yeah. know what I mean? So you got football, you got basketball, and you got uh, baseball. Rugby has been around for a long time. Yeah, I don't even know when it started. I don't know if, I mean, it's been around for a while. I don't know if it's been that long though. Yeah, because y'all got y'all got like I know. I want to go to London because everything there looks like old. the building. Nah. Looks, that, like it's a it's a good old though. It's a good old because it's like an old that's like makes everything look kind of cool, like super historically. You. you know what I mean? Like when that's you see stuff old here. It's like, yeah, that's your old. <laughs> but when you see stuff like the pictures in of London, like you see these big ass buildings with like the little, you know, exactly like this picture, things with the top with the, the clocks of, built inside of them. Oh, of this, the yeah, like oh, this building was built in the 1500s. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, it's kind of lit though. I know what you mean, bro. You know what it is? It's because a lot of these buildings are owned by like the Queen. And the royal family and stuff like that so they're what you call like listed buildings so it means that you know ever since when way back when they're basically it's like protected so they you know they renovate they have like it's like it's like sacred buildings you feel me so you can't yeah. and you can't touch you can't change the structure or anything so it's like however that was built the first time is how it's gonna be okay so, i'm happy i'm happy you brought up the queen right because <laughs> No, it's funny because, like, growing up, you always see movies with kings and queens, right? And then I don't know when I actually found out that there was an actual real-life king and queen. I was like, no, nah, ain't nowhere in the world. You've like, always, I, need, fake. <laughs> I thought it was just like a movie thing. Like, growing up, the whole time, I'm like, oh, this is a movie thing in a sense. Because, I, did, I mean, you know, I'm from Miami, so I didn't know, like, nothing really much. Like we wasn't getting taught about like London and you know yeah, all those yeah. type of things and, and like you know the whole UK. I wasn't thinking about none of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know when it was. Like I don't know when it was, but when I learned that it was an actual king and queen, I got like super fascinated. But I don't <laughs> want to get carried away because I'm gonna come right back to that. I gotta um, ask you this question. I gotta ask you this question. I, while I, we, because that's that's my that's my segment of uh, the UK. Versus America, that's that's all. In, that's, that's all. That's uh, that's all in the twine here. You thought we were gonna talk about rugby the whole time? Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> but 
I mean, let me let me about this last question about rugby and everything like that. And I mean, this is more of a football question, but tell me kind of the, how it was when you got that call or text or email, whatever it was, from Brandon Bean letting you know that that the Buffalo Bills were gonna pick you up. Well, I think there was well, not even I think I know there was um like the film crew and stuff that were there because the NFL UK had basically said that, you know, we're expecting a call today to find out, like, you know, what what team you're going to. Because they had told yeah. me, like, yo, you're going to a team, but I didn't know where. So they invited me to the NFL offices, and then that's when I got the call from Brandon Bean. And I had, yeah, my dad, my younger brother and stuff. And, you know, he was just like, welcome to the Bills. I was just like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> For me, it wasn't necessarily um, the team because I, you know, for me, I was just like, yo, if I get on any NFL team, like I'm going to be grateful because that's like, you know, one of the highest honors you could ever have. So, you know, I was just like, yo, this is crazy. I couldn't really believe it was happening because I've seen, yeah. you know, watch like hard knocks and like, you know, <laughs> you know, draft day and stuff like that. So not that this was draft day, but, you know, just to get the call, you know, just the just just the whole occasion, you know, like yeah, this is Brandon Bean, general manager of Boom Boom Boom. I'm just like, yo, this is like this actually happening, bro. This is this is nuts. You know what I mean? So yeah, just like in a whole array of emotions, I was just smiling. I couldn't really speak for our speeches for a while. To be fair, like I just didn't know what to say in it. Yeah, didn't know what to say, bro. But um, yeah, it was just it was a great feeling. I was just happy I could share it with my family. The I real know. question is, did you cry? Nah, nah, I never cried, bro. I don't <laughs> there you go. I'm one, them, I'm, one them, hey, I'm one of them. I'm one of them people that like, like if I cry, yeah, you know, knowing it, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not crying in front of nobody. <laughs> I'm like, I'm fam. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. If I ever see you cry, I feel like that'd be so funny. That's what I'm saying, bro. I, I ain't crying, bro. Like I don't even know what type of cry you look like, cause you, you look like you might be a tweener. You might be a little loud, but you might be quiet. I feel like you're, you know, close to the the quiet How side. How you cry? Me? Yeah. I don't cry. I don't really cry. What do you mean, it's, bro? It's very, it's very rare. Like if I cry, like that means I actually am like either super pissed yeah, or. Not even pissed. Not even pissed. Like you just know, I'm like super done. Like I'm done. Like yeah, I'm like yeah. it's, it's it's to that point to where it's like it's moved everything past me to be like whatever, and then like it just bothers you that much or you know yeah, yeah. Or whatever it is. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not no. I'm not no no crier. Not meaning you. Not meaning you can't cry. You can cry if you want to cry. Yeah, yeah. You supposed to. You should. You should. Yeah. Let me, but I'm just one of them guys who will just like purposely. I'm not crying in it. Yeah, I just grew up. I grew up not crying. Like yeah, you didn't have time to cry. <laughs> why am I crying for? If I cry, I used to be like, "What? Why are you crying? Like, I can I can give you something to cry for if you need something. <laughs> that's why you say you you need something to cry for. Or... Hey, that's exactly what was going on. That was exactly what they were saying. I yeah. need something to cry about. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what was going down. Yeah, 